Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. Aloha and good morning, everybody. I am Kevin Hastings. Welcome to First Pitch. Let's get right to it. We had a jam-packed Friday and the same coming up for Saturday. In Kansas City, Salvador Perez underwent surgery to repair his injured thumb. He is out at least two months. Unfortunately, he is a drop. It leads that you don't have plenty of IL spots. Zach Grinke returned to Kansas City for the start on Friday. Edward Olivares actually returned from the IL as well. Daniel Lynch placed on the 15-day IL in Kansas City. Yimmy Garcia went to the IL for Toronto. Jeremy Beasley called up from the minors to take his place. We had Andrew Heaney, another unfortunate injury back one game, one start from the IL and right back to the IL. Jake Myers activated from the 60-day IL in Houston. Jose Siri option to the minors to make room for him. David Bote activated from the 60-day IL for the Chicago Cubs. Jonathan VR, this was bizarre. Designated for assignment after being listed in the starting lineup. Christian Arroyo returned to Boston from the COVID-19 IL. Saturday morning already, it has been announced, Ty France is heading to the 10-day IL for Seattle. Mark Appel, first round, first overall first pick a couple years ago for the, or a few years ago for the Houston Astros being called up by the Philadelphia Phillies. This is a great story. Wish him the best. He has been pitching well in the minor leagues, and I was looking at this a few days ago. Actually, he has four saves at AAA this season, wondering if he can work his way into that role in Philadelphia. Jeremy Pena also expected to be activated from the 10-day IL today. And for Sunday, Texas is expected to activate Glenn Otto from the COVID-19 IL as well. 11 of 15 games on Friday, a starter was credited with the win. All but two of them went six-plus innings pitched. So we got quite a bit to get to here for the New York Mets in their 5-3 victory. Taiwan Walker went six innings, three earned runs, eight hits, two walks, allowed a lot of base runners, but the five strikeouts, couple of double plays and he picked off John Birdie in the first inning bailed him out of some trouble there in the first one of the first four hitters of the game did reach by a base hit Justin Verlander in Houston improved to nine and three on the season going seven innings just one earned run a solo shot Gio Carlos Giancarlo Stanton 16th home run of the season other than that three other hits a walk three strikeouts is all uh, he was throwing 98 miles per hour, sitting about 95 and a half. So another nice outing for Justin Verlander this season. Bounced back after a couple of rough outings recently. Nick Pavetta, seven innings pitched in Boston, 6-3 victory. 
two earned runs, nine hits, but no walks, four strikeouts. Only one of those hits was for extra bases. That was an Andres Jimenez home run. He threw 98 total pinches, really relied on the four-seamer throwing at 54% of the time. Only one whiff in 30 swings on the day, but 10 called strikes, and he ended up with the victory and improved his ERA to 3.25 on the season. Julio Urias, really nice outing, and he has come around. Six innings pitch, one earned run, three hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. I talked about this in the bet, uh, Best Bets article on Friday. The strikeouts have come around in the last three or four starts for Julio Urias. 37% CSW, that was the tops of the day for starters in Major League Baseball. Zach Greinke, as we mentioned, returned for the Kansas City Royals, went six innings, only one earned run, three hits, no walks, four strikeouts. Great outing. It was against the Oakland Athletics, reserving any optimism for Zach Greinke. And his injury was causing his issues earlier in the season. Maybe we get a little glimpse of what Zach Greinke has been the last couple of seasons. Herman Marquez for Colorado, 1-0 victory. Improvement of four and five on the season. He went seven and two thirds with zero earned runs, obviously, in a one zero victory. Just three hits, five walks, and two strikeouts. So, not the greatest outing for Marquez, but he got the job done. Alec Manoa for Toronto improved to nine and two with six and two thirds, only two earned runs, five hits, three walks, six strikeouts. Nice outing, 34% CSW on the day. He had eight whiffs, 28 called strikes, improved to 2.05 ERA on the season. Kyle Hendricks looked like the Kyle Hendricks of old with seven and a third, zero earned runs, five hits, only one for extra bases. That was a Harrison Bader double, one walk, six strikeouts, 27 CSW. The max velocity for the game for Kyle Hendricks, 87.5 miles per hour. Nice outing for Kyle Hendricks. Chris Flexen got the victory in Seattle, actually in Los Angeles for Seattle. Five innings pitched, three earned runs, five hits, two walks, three strikeouts. He did give up a home run to Mike Trout and 44% on the four-seamer, 31% cutter. So 21 CSW, not the best outing for Chris Flexen, but got the win with the five innings. He was one of the two that did not go six-plus. The other was Roni Garcia for Detroit. Five and a third, but only one earned run on three hits, two walks, three strikeouts. And in San Francisco for Cincinnati, Graham Ashcraft went eight innings, two earned runs, six hits, only one of those for extra bases. That was a Longoria solo home run, no walks, eight strikeouts. So a really nice outing for Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati, 104 total pitches. What was interesting here was he threw his cutter for 97.8 mile per hour on average and maxed out at over 100 miles per hour. But that was his first outing of this season where he had at least a strikeout per inning. So not a lot of movement on those pitches. It does not appear. As far as starters that did not get victories, we'll start with Sandy Alcantara. Seven and three now, 1.95 ERA, seven innings pitched, five runs, four of them earned. So Alcantara gave up a solo home run to Francisco Lindor in the first inning. And later in the game, 
there was a really, I was watching the game at the time. There was a tag play where Austin Dio missed a tag on Brandon Nimmo and he was awarded second base because he had stopped and the umpire had called him out. So he was awarded second base under review after they, everything went down. It was crazy to watch, not really affect the outing for Alcantara too much. I don't believe Francisco Lindor did hit a bases clearing double in the following at bat, but there'd have been runners at the corners with one out anyway in that outing. Luis Severino, six innings pitched, three earned runs, five hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Cal Quantrill had five innings pitched with two earned runs and four strikeouts. So pretty nice outings for some guys that did not get a win yesterday. Mitch Keller and Jeffrey Springs, they each gave up three earned runs. Keller going five innings, Springs going six, and Springs gave up three solo home runs to the Pirates. Ian Anderson, four in each pitch, four earned runs, six hits, four walks, six strikeouts, a home run. I also mentioned this in yesterday's Best Bets article. I was concerned about Ian Anderson coming into this game. He has been giving up quite a few runs over his last several outings. In Texas, Paolo Espino and Dane Dunning both pitched well. One earned run each. Espino went five and a third, while Dunning went six in each pitch. Dylan Bundy had a nice outing, six innings pitched, only one earned run, four hits, two walks, two strikeouts, did not get the victory. Michael Kopech dropped a two and four on the season with a 2.59 ERA after six innings pitched, three earned runs, three hits, four walks, and two strikeouts. And Aaron Nola and Mackenzie Gore went at it. Nola went seven innings, Gore went five. Nola gave up one run, Gore gave up zero. 10 strikeouts for Nola and only four for Mackenzie Gore. Austin Nola or Aaron Nola got the loss because Austin Nola had the only RBI of the game. I was all ready to give you both Nolas and then I still messed up the first names there. Alex Cobb dropped a three and three on the season, only going four to third, three runs, two of them earned. His ERA now sits at five, four, eight on the season. Saves on Friday. Edwin Diaz got his 15th, but he gave up two hits. Rafael Montero got his fifth, gave up two walks. Craig Kimbrell got his 13th, but had gave, did give up a hit. He did have a strikeout. Tyler Rainey, his ninth on the season with a hit and a walk. Scott Barlow gave up a leadoff double, but still came fought back with two strikeouts and got his ninth save on the season. Daniel Bard, one of the third innings pitched, Clean save. He now has a 188 ERA on the season, 0.94 whip, 35 strikeouts in 28 and two-thirds innings in spite of not having a strikeout in his four-out save on Friday. Bard having a wonderful season. Jorge Lopez had a clean save for his 13th. David Robertson had his ninth save on the season. Clean save as well. One strikeout, his ERA down to 1.95. Paul Sewald. For Seattle, his sixth save, clean save with a strikeout. Taylor Rogers for San Diego got his 22nd save of the season. However, he did allow two hits and a walk with one strikeout in that one inning pitch. Hunter Strickland in Cincinnati, a walk, a strikeout. It's his second save in four outings for Cincinnati. 
I don't want to have anything to do with this. I don't want to have anything to do with the Cincinnati closer situation, especially with all of the home games they have coming up in Great American Small Park after a trip to Wrigley to start this next week and a guy with over a five ERA on the season. For the bats, as I mentioned, Francisco Lidore, solo home run and then a bases clearing double in the sixth inning. He was two for four with those four RBI. Kyle Tucker, three RBIs on a bases clearing double, all the scoring in that game for a 3-0 victory. Rafael Devers, Alex Verdugo, and Trevor Story, two hits apiece. For Devers, a double and his 17th home run. Verdugo, two doubles. Christian Arroyo, we mentioned, returned from the COVID-19 IL, went three for four with three RBI and his fourth home run of the season. We also mentioned a home run by Andres Jimenez. He was three for four. That was his eighth home run and sixth stolen base. He has a 314 batting average to go along with that, contributing in several categories for fantasy players. Michael Chavis, Diego Castillo, and Hoy Park were the three solo home runs I mentioned by Pittsburgh. Park added a stolen base as well. Trey Turner was three for five for the Dodgers with his 10th home run on the season and his 52nd RBI. Josh Bell, three for four with a double and a triple. Adelise Garcia for the Texas Rangers, two for four, his 14th home run. His slash, his fantasy five by five categories right now, a 257 batting average, 14 home runs, 46 RBI, 43 runs, and 11 stolen bases on the season. We'll see if he can keep it up and not fall off a cliff like he did last season. Edward Olivares, we did mention, returned for the Kansas City Royals, and he returned by hitting home runs in his first two at-bats, going two for three. Those were his first two home runs of the season. Only 38 at-bats. Hopefully, he sticks in Kansas City. In Baltimore, Cedric Mullins, Jorge Mateo, and Richie Martin all store bases for the Orioles. Mateo had two, and Richie Martin had two as well. Mullins had his 16. Alejandro Kirk, four for four with his ninth home run. In 193 at-bats this season for a catcher. He has a 321 batting average, nine home runs, 28 RBI, 34 runs scored. The bat X rest of season for Kirk, 277 batting average, 13 home runs, 42 RBI, 42 runs scored. That would make for a 20-plus home run, 70-76-ish season for Alejandro Kirk as a catcher and a 285 batting average, 290, somewhere in there. Tyrone Taylor, two for three with his ninth home run. Christian Yelich, he had two hits, two walks, reached base four times, stole his 11th base, had two RBI. Here's the problem with Christian Yelich. He's hitting the ball on the ground again. After 60% ground ball rates his first three years in Miami, he brought it down to 56, 55, and then everybody remembers when he got to Milwaukee, brought that ground ball rate down to 54%, but that was deceiving his first year in Milwaukee because it really gradually went down as the season progressed and he had a 36 home run season. The following year, he got it down to the low 40s. That's when he had his monster year in 2019. It crept up back last year. It's up to 55% ground ball rate. He's one. He's hitting the ball. He's smoking the baseball. He's got one of the hardest hard contact rates in the league, but he's hitting the ball on the ground again as he did in Miami. 
We do know he's been able to make that adjustment in the past. So let's see if he can do it again for the second half of this season. Nico Horner, two for three with his fourth home run of the season. Jesse Winker was three for four with a double, continues to wake up a little bit. Same as Eugenio Suarez, three for four with a double. Julio Rodriguez, only one for five, but his 10th home run of the season. We did mention Mike Trout had a home run. He also had a triple going two for three. That was his 22nd home run of the season. Another guy that continues to wake up, Javier Baez in Detroit. One for four, but that one was a grand slam. The Bat X projects Javier Baez for 260 batting average, 14 home runs, 43 RBI, 44 runs, and eight stolen bases in 80 games the rest of the way. That's a 30-16 guy the rest of the way for the season, prorated to a full season. So if he continues to wake up like this, Javier Baez, a nice buy-low candidate, I believe. Evan Longoria, we mentioned his sixth home run of the season going two for three. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PO Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show his first home run since may 30th that'll do it for the bats on friday before we take a look ahead at what's going on for the today let's get a check in with mark for the weather thank you very much well we ended up getting pretty lucky yesterday and i think we're gonna get lucky today today as well if the Cubs and Cardinals game was a night game, we could be looking at some serious issues, but that's an early afternoon 2.15 start Eastern time, so we should be good to go. Again, use anyone you have. Looks like no rainouts, no delays. Have a good one. All right, we are back for Saturday. We have a nice another 15-game slate, and they are really spread out today. This is the way Saturday baseball should be. All year long. So let's enjoy it this Saturday. Kicking things off in the 1 p.m. Eastern games. Right out of the gate. We're back at this Houston Astros New York Yankees series. That's been great the first two games so far. Christian Javier, 4-3 and three with a 3.07 ERA on the season. Heading up against Garrett Cole with his 6-1 and one record. 3.14 ERA. That should be a great matchup. Lance Lynn, we'll see. I'm curious to watch him. He has a 5.79 ERA on the season. His first couple of starts back after his IL stint, his velocity is down a little bit. We've been hearing for two to three years that 94 mile per hour, per hour is the magic number for his four-seamer up in the zone to be effective. He's flirted with it for a couple of years. He's been below that these first couple of starts back. We need to see that tick back up if we're going to be optimistic 
that he can continue to have a nice season. In Miami, Chris Bassett, who was striking out everybody to start the season, now with a 5-5 record, 4.03 ERA, gets the Miami Marlins. Trevor Rogers, there was some talk during his last outing about tipping pitches, could be leading to that 5.83 ERA. We've seen hopefully he has done something about that. We get Corbin Burns in Milwaukee facing the Blue Jays, which is great to see how he will do. I'm really interested to see how long the Cincinnati Reds allow Mike Miner to pitch. He's got a 6.97 ERA, but they typically, Mike Miner's the type of guy teams typically allow to go deep into games, even when he's getting roughed up a little bit. He's Indians eater. If that is the case, I like right-handed bats versus the Cincinnati Reds for the Giants on Saturday. We get Chris Archer, see if he can get to five innings for a win. He's only done it once this season as he faces the Rockies on the road. Max Freed gets the Dodgers. This could be a great matchup with Mitch White going and out for the Dodgers. We also have Zach Eflin and Blake Snell in the nightcap in San Diego. Another nice matchup that I'm interested in seeing. So I really do like those right-handed giant bats on this Saturday. Also, I like our lefty Cardinals. And I'm going back to the well. I was really big on Josh Bell on Friday. I like him again, along with Juan Soto, of course, and Luis Garcia in Washington. Actually, the game is in Texas for Washington. Matt Bush starting for Texas. I like these lefties against him. They probably only see him once. I don't see Matt Bush going deep into the game. They'll get into that Rangers bullpen and see if they can do some more damage. Well, thank you so much for listening today. One thing I would like to point out to everybody is if you have not heard this week's episode of Wins Above Fantasy with Van Burnett, Steve Gaselli, and their special guest this week, Scott Chu, it was just an absolutely episode. They were talking X stats, rolling charts, how Scott Chu comes about putting up his hitter list on pitcherlist.com. It was a conversation I literally could have listened to for hours. So check that out if you have not yet had the chance on this weekend as we're getting ready for the full day of baseball on Saturday. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on First Pitch. Aloha. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.